welcome to Dynastream's podcast, I said a prayer for you today. My hope is that you will be powerfully encouraged through real life situations, prayers, and encouraging words. Each episode is from the heart, not trying to be perfect, just being real for real needs. Feel free to share these episodes with those that you feel may need some loving strength. All right, let's begin. Hello, my friend. I'm here to encourage you today. And it seems so simple, but there's two words that were stirring in my heart this morning as I prayed and as I sought God through some struggles. And I knew yesterday I had to encourage you today. Yesterday was so fierce and I felt a tug in my heart to encourage you. And I said, Lord, this is just too fierce. I feel like I'm failing. And he just reminded me that as we fight these battles, wherever you are, you're fighting unseen battles in your spirit, with your spirit, the spirit of the living God in you. You're fighting battles of things that are not even yours. There's an inner growth there's healing. There's so much more for you, but you're fighting battles for other people. You're also fighting battles for yourself. But at the same time, these two words really stood out. As I prayed and I'm praying, Lord, you know, guard my heart, guide my eyes, guide my thoughts, anoint my thoughts, anoint my heart, anoint my eyes. Guide my eyes, guide my ears, anoint them. Because what we want to think, see, and hear are the things that God is sharing with us. Because the enemy will share a whole bunch of stuff to you, around you, through you if he can. But God wants to show you how he sees, what he's doing. These two words, it felt so almost degrading. These two words, just you. I know, right? Just you what? And then as I prayed, because I'm Lord, I, uh, I'm Lord. Lord, I just want to see. I want to hear. I, it, it's just you. When I wanted the anointing, when I wanted the, the, what he shared, I just, I just wanted what he had to share just you and then I went God not in a negative tone of oh it's just God oh just no sometimes when you say that to yourself oh it's just me oh it's just whenever you put that in front of it sometimes it feels like it's religious or legal like the justice system or that it's it's something unjust but when it's just God when it's you and just God. Think about that. You are not alone. You have everything you could possibly need, desire, want, be taught by when it's you and just God. The battle is won already. As you're fighting battles, remember Jesus won that battle on the cross for you, for others, everywhere. 
And remember Gideon, he walked through the camp and he was afraid of the upcoming battle. And where God led him, he heard the enemies. They were afraid of him. You see, when when it's just God fighting the battle for you, in you, through you, and around you, God always wins. And maybe it's a battle of self-defeat. Maybe it's an inner struggle that you're, you're walking through. And the enemy knows that if you win this battle, oh my gosh, he's defeated. Just a reminder, the enemy is already defeated. When we keep our eyes on Jesus, keep our eyes on the Lord from where our help comes from. And you see, I just, I had some experiences yesterday. I was so frustrated. I was ready to give up. And I was reminded of an encouragement that I gave to someone else about not letting them win, not letting those demons, those destructors, those things of the world, not letting the attacks against God win. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. God is with you. And even if it's just you and God, you have everything you need to fight the battle that he places you in the midst of. And my friends, sometimes all you have to do is show up. Sometimes you just show up and the battle is won. Because they expect you to not show up for the battle. Because then they win. But you know what? It's not about winning and losing about people. Our battles are not with people. And it feels like it every single day. Our battles are with powers and principalities. Oh, they're operating through people. And sometimes the enemy will use us. He'll try to use us. Because it's like you're, you're trying to stand for God. You're trying to serve him. You're trying to do all this. Well, I'll, I will tell you this. What's on my heart lately has been work is unto the Lord. Because when you're working for corporate, it feels like you're totally wasting your time. You're totally wasting your energy and all other kind of just self-defeating stuff. But when you focus on work is unto the Lord... He sees and he knows it's about your heart. Are you working as unto the Lord? Are you working as unto man? Are you working as unto the the corporate ladder? Are you working as unto money? What are you working as unto? Work as unto the Lord. Is he pleased with you? Did you just get a bunch of things done? Did you help someone? Did you obey God? Maybe he's just having you work. And be silent, be still, and know that he is God. That he can do more with your presence than he can with all the accomplishments and accolades. When it's you and just God, you have everything you need. Because it's the Christ in you, the hope of the world. Because when your work is unto the Lord, remember, in the world, works gain you nothing. What is it? Um, the, the scripture says faith without works is dead. But works is not what gets you something. Your faith in action about accomplishing things for the Lord, 
things of which you may not have any idea of what God is doing. Those are the best ones. Because if you did, you could manipulate it. Oh, I think they need this. I think they need that. But when you work as unto the Lord, it is not by works, lest anyone should boast. The gifts of God are by grace. His grace is sufficient. Even if you mess up working unto the Lord, his grace is sufficient. God has purposes and plans for you no matter where you are, no matter where you go. He's got a purpose and a plan. You may not think it meant anything. But God knows what he's doing. But remember, it is God knows what he's doing. Trust in the Lord, not man, not woman. Trust in the Lord. He led me to Psalm 118, 9. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. And then backtracked one verse, Psalm 118, 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Somebody once told me, it was a pastor, even for a season that was so important and so significant to me, and I've shared this with you before. He said, I will fail you, but God will never fail you. Man will fail you. Woman will fail you. Person, people will fail you because your trust is not in them. Your trust is not in their policies and procedures. Your trust is not in what they can do, what they can do physically, emotionally, mentally, intellectually. Your faith is not in people. Your faith is in God. And he alone, just God. I know it feels ridiculous sometimes. It feels like blind faith. It feels like you're, you're grasping at something that isn't there. But I can assure you he is there. And despite what we go through, despite the things that have come against us and the things that look like, well, God failed you here, God failed you there. I said, Lord, I'm still going to trust because I still don't understand that. And until I get a clear understanding of what and why, I'm still going to trust you because I trust that you will explain it in a way that, that I can receive it, in a way that I understand it. Because the enemy, if they can, if he can kind of get a grasp on how you think and how you process, oh, the world, they will manipulate. Psychology manipulates. And when you get spiritual leadership with psychology, that is very dangerous. But you know what? What's even more, I don't want to say dangerous, but the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of who God is. Those are the weapons of our warfare. Are they dangerous? Only to the enemy. Love is not dangerous. God is love. He's not dangerous. He's dangerous to those who hate him because they don't want love. But love is God. God is love. And patient and kind. God doesn't want to beat you up. He doesn't want to destroy you. He's trying to defeat those things that are trying to destroy you. And I shared with you before, sometimes you're like, well, I must decrease so he can increase. And, you know, just don't do all those religious garble. Trust in the Lord. Pray and ask him to lead you and guide you in all truth. Because I can tell you, he will calm your fears. He will calm that storm that's going on around you. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things 
I have to go back and look that up again. See, that's even for me because when I can't remember it, sometimes the enemy, sometimes the, the memories or whatever it is try to block that out because they don't want you to know. They don't want me to know how much God loves me because when I know how much God loves me, I'm going to share that with you. I'm going to share that with others because see, the enemy knows even when I'm in the midst of like horrible battles, if God tells me to encourage I still struggle with God. I'm like, God, are you sure about this? Are you sure about this? Because I don't want to mess anybody up. I don't want to mess it up. Sometimes I don't curse because I think I'm going to fail you. But God will never fail you. So even if I mess it up, even in my errors, he's still going to use it for his glory because there's probably something in that, in my error, in, in whatever that is that God uses to to help you with whatever you're struggling with in this moment at that time when you hear this because my friend I'll even listen to some of these encouragements and I'm encouraged and when that happens I know that's a spirit of the living God because it's not me like oh I can do all this I can encourage no it's when I'm obedient to him that he does things that I am unaware of I love when that happens. <laughs> but I think almost selfishly, it's because I, I, I don't want to mess it up. So if I'm unaware of it, I'm unaware that I might have messed it up. <laughs> so know that we all struggle. We all struggle. That's why our trust has to be in the Lord. He said to speak in psalms and hymns. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in man or princes. In Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. Lean not on your own understanding. I keep asking God to understand a situation. I couldn't lean on that. I couldn't lean on God. I'm not going to move forward until I understand this. He won't let me. He will knock on my heart. Do this. Try this. Even when I don't understand it, even when I feel like, but, but, but what if I can't do the what ifs? And I know there's the what if, like, yeah, but what if I've done that too? And I've had to encourage people with that. You know, what if God doesn't show up? But yeah, but what if he does show up? He's going to show up. Because you carry that spirit of the living God. You show up, God shows up. And my friend, a little secret, he goes before you too. And he goes behind you and surrounds you. And one day I just knew there was something that was just, God was doing something mightily. And you realize it was a foggy day. And in that foggy day where most people are just complaining about the fog or seeing, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, the fog of heaven. Just that, I just felt like in the clouds, I just felt like there was something of God in this midst. And then he would show me something something that is very meaningful to me he would show up and I knew God thank you for letting me see that then he would show up again with something that was very meaningful and personal to me oh my gosh thank you for that little things that will catch my attention that I know God is saying I'm with you I hear you I see you I know you and my friend he's saying the same thing to you listen to the voice of God just God because he sees you, he hears you, 
He knows you. God of all creation knows you, hears you, sees you. And my friend, he loves you. With a pure love, not a lust-filled love, not a greedy love, not a selfish love. God isn't any of those things. God's love is the purest form that there ever was, is, or will be. In its purest form, the world corrupts it. So if you're working as an if you're working unto and whatever you fill that blank in with, if it's other than God, work as unto the Lord. And I know there's those scriptures where people took on a position in the early morning and then someone came on at the very end of the day and they all got paid the same. Oh, but wait a minute, wait a minute. But if you work as unto the Lord, he knows what he's doing and what every one of them needed. And I experience these things in a daily life. And I'm reminded of that because God knows. He knows what that person needed, even for that brief season. Maybe they were only there for a moment or a day, but God knew what he needed to do in that moment, in that short time. And that's all that was needed. Because maybe there's something else. Maybe there's another piece because no one person has everything you need other than God, the person of God, the spirit of God. And so I just want to encourage you with that. Psalm 118 verses 8 and 9, Proverbs 3, 5. Pray over yourself. Ask God to anoint your thoughts, guide your thoughts, protect your thoughts. Ask him to anoint your eyes to see what he wants to show you. Ask him to guide you. Ask him to guide your ears, to protect your ears, to hear what he wants to share with you. Ask him to guard your heart for it's a wellspring of life. Ask him to guard your heart and protect your heart and to flow through you what he wants to flow through your heart of love. Ask him to anoint your feet with the walk that you're walking with him, your walk with him. Sometimes it hurts really bad. Ask him to anoint your feet, to guide your feet to protect your feet. Ask him to anoint your hands as you serve, to serve in the areas where he wants you to serve, to do what only he would have you do, as working unto the Lord, to let go of what he would have you let go and to receive what he would give to you. Ask him to anoint wherever you're struggling. Ask him to anoint, to lead, to guide, and to protect. He has you. He has your heart. He sees you. He knows you. He knit you together in your mother's womb. And it didn't stop there. It's not like, okay, well, I knit you together there. Now you're out in the world and forget it. Have at it. See you later. No. He knew you before you were conceived in your mother's womb. He knew you. He knows you. He always will, always has, and he's with you now. And I know he's speaking things to you that I am so unaware of. I love that about God, that when we're obedient, he can share things and do things and and give you insight in things that I have no knowledge of. But you're encouraged, you're lifted, you have peace, you have courage, you have whatever God wants you to have in this moment. Not that I want you to have, because I don't know what you need. But he does. 
and he will send others along your path to encourage you. And it's almost like when we were kids, that game of tag or freeze or whatever it is, and then someone can't move until someone comes and tags them. Sometimes God uses people and his angels to come along and maybe you feel frozen. Maybe you feel like something, someone put a cloak of darkness over you and you're thinking, I just, I can't get out of this thing. And no matter how hard you're trying, and then someone comes along with one simple, unrelated anything, boom, lifts it off. Oh, the enemy wants to come along like, oh, I need to go ask this person something. And then it just totally makes it worse. That's how you will know. Was there peace? Was there fruit of the spirit in that interaction? If there was fruit of the spirit, you know, that was a living God sending it to you, for you, for you and for others around you. God will send his angels to do ministry work, to do heavenly work. Test the spirit to see if it is of God. And you think, well, what does that look like? Go into his word. Look up the attributes of who God is, the fruit of the spirit. If you look up those two things, you will get a whole lot of who God is and how he loves. Love is look in the word. I think it's for it's in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 10, I think. It's in Corinthians. Look up love. Look up the fruit of the Spirit. That will give you an indication. And then wherever and however God leads you, when you go into his word seeking those things, you seek and you will find. If you're seeking something particular, you start there. You go into his word and he will lead you with exactly what you need in this moment for this time, for this season, and for the mission and the calling that he has for you today or for this moment. And maybe this moment is just to be still and know that he's God. Maybe that's all he has for you right now. But whatever it is, when you go into his word, when I was praying and it was just you, just God, I was talking to him and I'm like, just you, God. I'm like, just God. And then he led, he led me to that. Trust in the Lord. Not in man, not in person, not in the things of this world. Trust in him. From where your hope comes from. You see, I got the nudge yesterday in the midst of what I felt like is just a dark storm. That I just wanted to quit, to leave, to just be done with everything. I felt like utter failure. Everything, everywhere, no matter what I did, no matter what I said, I just felt like it wasn't enough. And literally I said, well, maybe I should. And then I just described what I should maybe do and where, and maybe then I will be respected. But you know what? God showed me that later, that he set that free. That was a spirit that was trying to say, well, you know what? If you do this and if you do this and, and whatever it is, that's not respect. He showed me what that looked like in the real, in the natural. And that's not him. It's not about what you do outwardly. It's not about any of that. He encouraged me to encourage you. I was like, Lord, I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to mess them up. It's like, no, because I took that, that thing that was trying to say, maybe you should do it this way. Then he, boof. It's almost as if what was heard in the spirit, he showed me in the natural, that's what you were dealing with. Whoa, that's not nice. 
It happens that way sometimes. He'll show me what I'm dealing with spiritually in the natural. I was like, ew. And it's not that that person is ill. It's the spiritual description of what I was dealing with. And sometimes you're dealing with something in the world and how the world treats its people. You work as unto the Lord. Your focus is unto the Lord. You lift your eyes to the Lord from where your help comes from. Watch God do mighty things in your life and the lives of those around you. I'm watching God do miracles, big and small. And sometimes when I describe it to someone, it just, it doesn't make sense to them. And they're like, yeah, so that's, how does this relate to something like that? I get that a lot. So what does God do with that? He builds that up into me. Where they want it to be like nonsense, God says no. It doesn't make sense to the world. Those who can't hear in the spirit, it makes absolutely no sense. But those who hear with their spirit, it makes complete sense. Because there's a connection in the spirit that lifts them, that ignites something within their heart, that lifts off like a burden of darkness, a burden of wallowing, a burden of heaviness. God can lift it off with one interaction, spirit to spirit, the fruit of the spirit, the love. God can do more with his word and his truth. And literally yesterday when something lifted off, I had a man walk away and said, it is finished. He knew I knew it would mean, his spirit knew, he knew, I don't know. But the spirit knew I would know what that meant. When Jesus was on the cross, everyone was coming against him. And they were, you know, you know the story. And if you don't know the story, go look it up of Jesus on the cross. When he laid down his life, it is finished. He knew what he came to accomplish. It was completed. He was God. He could have have gotten off that cross and they knew it. Get yourself down. He could have, but he knew what he came to do. He took all of the world's stuff upon him. All that burden God took upon his son so that you could have the freedom in Christ. It would be lifted off of you. Because see, in the religious world, you had to sacrifice all these things and you couldn't do it for yourself. You couldn't live up to all the rules and regulations. You couldn't live up to all the expectations. But see, God knew. That's why Jesus came. And see, without the Old Testament, the New Testament wouldn't make sense. It's fulfillment of what was promised. So I want you to take that to God. Fulfillment of what was promised. And you see, just God. Just you, God. Take that to him. Only he can fill the promises of God because they are the promises of God. So just go into his word. Look up those things that if I messed them up, know that God has grace for that because he has you seeking something that he wants you to find that's between you and him. 
that will lift off that burden, that will lift off whatever slime and junk of the world is trying to keep you from shining the light of Christ. And mind you, God's light cannot go out. His light cannot go out. And all it takes is one little tiny light in a dark place and darkness has to flee. So even if you think your light has gone out, it cannot. Because God is who he says he is. It cannot go out. But that little light will get bigger and brighter. And at some points it's like, wow. But know that God knows what he's doing. He sends people along your path that he has something for you. Unbeknownst to the person bringing you that whatever it is. But it's pretty cool when you acknowledge God in the midst of it. Even if they have no idea and you're just like how God showed up. They may even look at you like, yeah, whatever. Don't worry about that. God can use anyone. If he can use a burning bush, he can use someone that has no idea. Or maybe they're even the darkest person. He's used really people into very much, very darkness. He still used them to bless me. And it amazed me as much as it did them. But when you can acknowledge how God used them to bless you, it will amaze them. Their spirit, no matter how dark it might be, God knows how to touch their heart. And just God, only God, the one true God can do it. So my friend, be encouraged. You and God is a powerful weapon of warfare, is a powerful Love is a powerful anything, everything, whatever it is, when you're partnered with God, you already win. You already have the victory because God has gone before you, always does, always will. And so be encouraged with that. And may the Lord continue to encourage you. And may he bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening to Dynastream's podcast, I Said a Prayer for You Today. For more encouragements, visit our Facebook page at Dynastream LLC. That's D-Y-N-A-S-T-R-E-A-M-L-L-C. We'd love to hear from you. See you there.